um, on the outset, uh, when this uh, Labor Day conference was proposed to me, um, the brothers have considered using this afternoon time for either the Sisters Fellowship or uh, uh, Working Saints Fellowship or something like that. And uh, we have done that before, and I'm certainly open and even burdened for for that. But as I was uh, considering this time and getting into the materials, I quickly realized no way that we really need every one of these five sessions and more, actually, uh, to cover um, the parts of that book, How to Meet, that I have chosen uh, for this weekend. So the brothers agree that we will suspend those proposals and we would just rather have a uh, regular message meeting uh, this afternoon. And uh, let me uh, uh, say two things again. I'm just a man of burden, filled with burden, not just for the Mid-Atlantic, I will tell you, really for all the churches here in the USA, that um, we I wouldn't say we have uh, degraded. That's that's maybe too much of a word to say, <clears throat> but I would certainly say we have receded some from the kind of meetings uh, that we once had. Uh, that were um, living. They were fresh. Uh, they were powerful. They were strong, and uh, I even said that they were most subduing and and uh, convincing. Uh, um, And in the earlier days, again, please forgive me of talking about the earlier days. Uh, The older ones among us should should exercise along with me not to pine and uh, reminisce about the good old days, right? Because the good days are always ahead. We're not looking backwards. We're looking forward. We want to see the Lord's recovery advance and uh, be perfected and uh, be stronger than ever before, be more prevailing, the church life and the church testimony everywhere in this country. Aren't we looking for that? I'm here uh, looking at some of these uh, dear young people, college age or full-timers, I don't know who they are, uh, singing up a storm. Well, uh, we should be happy about that. We should join them. We we should not get old. I was once upon a time in their shoes uh, with a lot of older saints there. And I was just a, you know, when I moved to uh, L.A., I was sophomore in, in college. And so I was just, just wet behind the year. Uh, young men, young men at the time. But I tell you, when I hear these words from uh, the ministry, my heart burned within me. I just uh, resolved that I would live this way. I would practice these things. And that I did along with my peers uh, and contemporaries at the time. And, and uh, um, um, it was, uh, it was uh, what can I say? Um, it was... Uh, a revival. It was really a time of revival, having <clears throat> done our best together to work out what the Lord has shown to us or revealed to us through 
his ministry. So let me say this as the first thing, brothers and sisters. All these messages, uh, all this speaking, should not just stop with our comprehension and uh, even appreciation. It must get into our practice. All right, we must practice. We must do these things. And uh, believe me, it's not that hard to do. We just take steps. We just begin. Uh, we would not leave the word. On the paper, you know, we want to get this word into us. Number one, we want to also walk in this word. We want to live out this word. We want to um, actualize what has been spoken to make this our experience and our reality. When that happens, I tell you, that is a revival among us. I hope that this would be the case uh, this this time. So. Um, I pray that these words, uh, these outlines, and not only this weekend, but in the coming days, as we get into these things with seriousness and burden, uh, we will be number one motivated. We we do need to be motivated. Um, it is terrible to be a person without motivation. Then I don't know what we are doing here. When you have meaning, when you see purpose, when you have a commission, when you have a、uh, a goal, I tell you, you are a highly motivated purpose a person. And shouldn't we, the believers of the Lord,、uh, the Lord's brothers, shouldn't we, the members of His body, shouldn't we, His disciples and followers,、uh, who are should be witnesses and unto Him, unto the ends of the earth, be A motivated group of people. It is sad to see a church life with no motivation. It is sad to see a church life、uh, on that that have pushed the pause button or the cruise control button or whatever it may be, just going on in a kind of a formal routine way, having lost as it as it seems、uh, its 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 reason to exist. Uh, why we're in this city? Why are you in your city? Not just to have a good life, not just to have a sort of proper church life and doing all the things. No, we are in these cities, sent there by the Lord and settled there by the Lord to fulfill His purpose on the earth today, and that is to be His church, His. Living testimony. We're here to be the 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 city that is set on the hill to be that that、uh, light that is not under the bushel. Am I right? We're here、uh, to be the light of the world. We're here as the、um, church of the living God. We're here to be the pillar and base of the reality. That is the testimony of His church today. So every local church, whether we're small, whether we're medium sized, whether we're large, this is why we're here on the earth, brothers and sisters. This is why we are breathing. We're still alive. The Lord is still allowing us to be here today for this reason. We are not here to to just have a good life and carry on with our career and just you know raise up some children, have good families. Nothing wrong with that. But we're not here for that. I remind you. I like to remind you of these、uh, of uh, the uh, the front uh, uh, paragraphs 
in this summer training of Joshua Judges and Ruth Crystallization Study, there were three paragraphs in front of the outlines, if you remember. And the third one is a particular one in which Brother Lee said this. Uh, he said, I hope that through this training, you know, that was the life study training in 1993 summertime of these three books. We all can see and realize that our living, our daily walk, our schooling, young brothers and sisters there, you're in school, you're in college, our job, many of you working saints, so I'm speaking to working saints right now, and and, and our our business, uh, um, and may I say even our family, I say a word to the sisters, all right, Um, uh, must be a part Whatever we are doing on the earth in the, in our human life must be a part of God's history in his marvelous and excellent move on the earth today. And that move is continuing. It is not over yet. In fact, it is moving on rapidly. The Lord's burden is that his move will accelerate, would, would, would go on in a stronger way. You know, we are moving to, towards, if we're not in, um, part of what we call the end of this age. And the more we are at, in this age, the more the Lord must move in a powerful way. And so uh, this, we have to realize the times. We're real, we have to realize where we are and what time this is. And with this kind of a burden, then we can what? We can take the Lord's recovery on. To be a normal Christian, okay, this Brother Lee continues, to be one of today's overcomers, a normal Christian is an overcomer, all right? Overcomer are not super believers. They're just normal because all the other believers have fallen under normal, they have become subnormal. So to be normal is to be an overcomer today. To answer the Lord's present calling, I hope even this weekend is a call. It's not just, not just some messages. I hope there is an inner calling that you have received. Young brothers and sisters, the students, you should receive a calling from this weekend to what? <clears throat> to be one with the Lord, to rescue our meeting life, our church life, right, from its condition of dormancy, from a condition of uh, religion, from a condition of deadness, from a condition of lukewarmness, from a condition of routineness. We need to meet the Lord's present need in his recovery today. It is altogether not sufficient to just be a so-called good brother or good sister. Insufficient. It's good, but it's not. It is insufficient. Attending the church meetings regularly, well, we're talking about the meetings, but Brother Lee say attending the church meetings regularly, that means passively, <clears throat> non-vitally, just as a matter of uh, our custom, which is a good one, but really just going to the meetings um, um, uh, in a in a kind of a, a, a routine, you know, uh, uh, kind of a way, behaving rightly and living a life that is somewhat perfect in the eyes of men. These are all good things. 
But he said this, we need to be one with God in his history. We're writing history, brothers and sisters. We are writing God's history together with God. He is writing the history, and we're joining with him to carry out this history. History, his story. This is God's story, moving and energizing in his loving overcomers. Let's resolve even this weekend, Lord, in this matter of the church meeting, the meeting life that you want to see and have, I want to be one of your loving overcomers. I want to not want to be one who failed you. I don't want to be one who lives in defeat. I am an overcomer. We, we should pronounce that. We should declare that. We should believe that. Nothing less would do. The Lord is calling his overcomers in today, in Revelation 2, Revelation 3, all the way from Ephesus to Laodicea. And today we must be in that age, spanning Philadelphia and Laodicea. Laodicea being the what? The church that was once Praised by the Lord, one's Philadelphian, but it has gone down. It is a defeated, recovered church, a church that has been recovered, but then receded. There's possibility that we in the recovery could be like that, would become Laodicean, quite possible. We should not be so sure. There's no guarantee. It depends on us and our cooperation with the Lord. And brotherly continue in life, in living, and in our entire doing today on this earth. He didn't even just say entire being. He said our entire doing. We're not just here to be. We're here to do something with the Lord, one with the Lord. We need to write God's today's history. Are you one of those writers? Are you part of his movement today? The move of the Holy Spirit today? Are we part of that history? Or are we not? We need to march on as one with the energizing God. I love this word. You know, this word actually occurs in Romans 15, 16, that Paul says this that I am an energizing priest of the gospel. Paul was an energized person. Talk about motivated. Actually, brothers, I I don't want to stop with the word just to motivate. I hope this when I can activate. You know, to be motivated, you may be inspired. You may be just moved. You may be just touched about something. But how about when you get activated, that means you're mobilized. You, you, put, you bring action into this. You do something about what you have heard. You're here to, we're here to carry out his commission. We need to march on as one with the energizing God. God is the supreme energy in this universe. And this God today, after having been processed, in Christ, is now what? Living in us, 
as the spirit. And this spirit is not just living in us. We'll see this in this outline today, but has been poured out upon us. We have the spirit, brothers and sisters. We have this Christ, this resurrected and ascended Christ. He's in us, this God, this process and consummated God, energizing us all day long. I can testify to you that this 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 energizing is happening in me all the time. I sometimes I I cannot pray too much. If I get pray too much, I feel I, I I'm ready to 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 do something. You know, um, the God is energizing us. If we would just plug in to this tremendously huge nuclear power plant in the heavenlies. We would plug in. Sometimes we would just call Lord Jesus. I tell you, the what? Megawatts of heavenly electricity start to be what? Dispensed, start to be transmitted into our being. We should not be always moping around, living in a kind of a failed condition, in a kind of defeated situation. God is energizing us today in his people. We should what march on one with him, in him, with him, and by him, and for him. You know, today we're going to talk about meeting with the resurrected Christ and for the ascended Christ. You see here, here, in him, with him, by him, and for him. We need to be vital. You know, what would... Co- what is needed for a proper meeting, a living meeting, a rich meeting, a meeting in resurrection and ascension, a vital meeting. It recalls for every one of us to be vitalized, to be, which means to be living and to be active, not sleepy, not dying. You know, that, that, that is the, the church in Sardis. You know, the Lord, the Lord's rebuke on that church is you are always about to die. You're still alive, you know, on some ventilator or something, but you, you, you are barely, barely alive. And this person cannot carry out the divine commission. We need to be vital living and active. We need to be today's Joshua's and Caleb's to take possession of the God-promised land for Christ, that we may become his possession. We need to be today's Ruth's to turn to God's economy, to enter into the land of Emmanuel, and to marry ourselves to Christ, that we may bring forth Christ to meet man's need today. Not only God's need, but man's need Today, look at this in your city, on your campuses, all the citizens, all the people in the community, people on our jobs, uh, people in our school, our classmates, our schoolmates. So many men today need Christ. They need the eternal life. They need to find the human purpose. They need to know the meaning, the mystery, and the meaning of the human life. They don't know this. And who is going to tell them this? This should be the intrinsic significance of these three books, of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. 
The issue of this training should be the gaining of the God-promised land for Christ and the bringing forth of the excellent Christ to meet today's need of both God and man. I just cited Brother Lee in, 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 in his speaking. This is to just to help me to put a burden within us. Yes, we're talking about the meetings. We're talking about the meeting life of the church, a very important piece in our practice of God's economy, in our practice of the God-ordained way, in our practice to build up the local churches for the building up of the body of Christ. But for this, we need to be energized. We need to what? We need to what? Be filled in the spirit. We need to experience even the baptism of the spirit. We need to be one with him, therefore, in this way. Then we can carry these things out. Just to know these things won't change your meeting in your locality, trust me. We'll just talk about it. But it takes certain ones to live this way, to do things in this way. Then the Lord will have a way. I really pray the Lord will do something fresh and new in the churches, in his recovery, in this country. Can he start with you? I hope so. Now, uh, one more thing, and that is, do remember, these messages from that book is not about really how-to in the way of techniques and methods and all of this. So please don't take this and go and say, ah, we know how to do it. I tell you, when you know how to do it, you don't know how to do it. All right? Do you understand what, what, what I meant by that? No, this is not that kind of way. This applies to us some wonderful, scriptural, uh, inspiring uh, principles, principles based on the divine revelation concerning how to meet. And with that, let us come back to what? To what happened, you know? We are, I'm asking all of you to read these chapters, chapter Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20 and 21, and Acts 1, all right? You must go back and read these chapters again, and hopefully not just read them, but with a view of how the Lord trained those disciples of his to meet while he was with them, what? for 40 days, physically sometime, manifesting himself. Then there is an additional, right, 10 days in Acts to bring it to us to Pentecost. So let us say that, <clears throat> but in Acts uh, chapter 1, chapter 2 talks about the experience of the day of Pentecost. Chapter 1, no, chapter 1, the Lord is still here, all right? That is a chapter of the Lord speaking to the disciples. He was with them for 40 days, speaking to them concerning things of the kingdom of God. And in the last time, I tell you, two angels appear, and the Lord was lifted up, was carried away in in front of their eyes. They saw it with their own eyes, the Lord being taken up. The Lord ascended. So 
you know, you have from the day of resurrection, the morning of a resurrection, where some went to the tomb to look for the body of Jesus and couldn't find it. And then the Lord appeared to some of them, starting from that, all right, all the way to the time that he ascended. This is what we're reading here. This is what we're focusing on. This is what we're basing our speaking on this weekend, those, that period of time of 40 days. In these 40 days, the Lord met with his disciples in, in ones and twos, uh, you know, in, in a few. You know, sisters, may I say a word? Sisters, listen to me. You know, the first meeting, if you will, of the Lord and some of his disciples were sisters. You know that? It was not Peter. It was not the men. It was Mary the Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus. It was uh, um, 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 uh, the, the mother of the sons of Zebedee, I think. It was a group of them. They, they had these spices prepared. You know, when the Lord died, they were going to use these spices to anoint the Lord. But um, uh, Nicodemus have taken him, have done that, and put him in his tomb. So they have these spices and on the on that first day of the week, they 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 the, the sisters were the one who went to this tomb to look for the Lord's body, trying to anoint him again, I suppose. But he was not there, and then they realized that he had he's he is risen, uh, being told by the two angels, and then even um, uh, the Lord saw them and met with them. This is the first meeting of the Lord with his brothers and happened to be not male brothers, but his female brothers. Sisters, uh, in the church life, you should meet as sisters, all right? Not to just have tea, not just to gossip, not just to do those kind of things, but to meet the Lord Jesus, the resurrected Christ, the one whom you love. You know why these women went there? Because these women were desperate. They were lo- they were lovers of the Lord. The brothers, you know, in their mind, they're thinking it's over. You know, well, let's see what happens. They would not settle with that kind of thought. They would go there. We're going to find him somehow. That love even drew the Lord to appear to them. You see, sisters, you have to take the lead in this way. Don't take the lead in the church administration. That's not your role. But in this matter of seeking the Lord, uh, uh, pursuing the Lord, looking for the Lord, meeting with the Lord, take the lead. Then after you have found him, you come and tell the brothers, you know, as, as Mary the Magdalene did. He said, I saw him and he told me these things, you know. That 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 report is what we should do when we come to all the meetings. I've I saw the Lord today. I met him. I heard him. He told me this. Let me tell you what he told me. That's what happened, and that's what stirred up the brothers to go and 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 take a look. Well, my my point is this. Uh, uh, so even the sisters' meetings uh, are, are the meetings of the assembly of the church in this kind of a way. So you have uh, you have uh, the sisters, and then um, uh, uh, you know first with uh, Mary Magdalene, and then with these uh, bunch of sisters, and then later on 
it says that he appeared to Peter. Now, it does not say how that happened, but the Lord uh, uh, appeared to Peter that during that day. This is the first day of the week. And then uh, that afternoon or somewhere around, the Lord met those two on the way to Emmaus. You see, that happened on that same day, midday or something like that. And we talked about that. And then that evening, that evening, when the disciples were gathered together in the room, Jesus met them, right? Just in one day. Look, look, one day. And look, the Lord met them. It's not like they went to meet the Lord. They didn't know where the Lord was. And the rumor is that someone stole his body. So they don't know what's going on. But the Lord showed up and met them. You know, the Lord wants to meet. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, how can we go to church meetings and saying, oh, what a bummer. We have to go to the meeting again. You know, I got a headache. I I think I'll just stay home. It's meeting is not not a some kind of mandate some kind of regulation some jesus want to meet with us the more the better that's the first day he met five times or six times he 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 couldn't wait he could, he couldn't wait to be away from those disciples he wanted to show up of course he 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 needed to that to do that to train them to begin to know him and experience him in an invisible way. You know, he took 40 days to do that. But the way is, you know, by his manifestation and by his periodic disappearance, he is training them to know that he is Emmanuel. He is actually with them all the time, whether they can see him physically or not. But the point is the Lord loves to meet The Lord wants to meet with us. And when we don't meet, he cannot meet. He says in Matthew 18, when two or three are gathered together into my name, there am I in their midst. Well, it takes two or three for the Lord to land, right? You know, it's like the helicopter. You need a pad for the helicopter to land. And the two or three is the helicopter pad. When, they, when we are not together, the Lord has nowhere to land. When we're not together, the Lord has nowhere to be present with us. So our meeting together affords the Lord the opportunity, the occasion to meet with us. Sure, the Lord is with us individually, for sure. But this meeting of the saints, there is always a, it's always accompanied by his manifested presence, by his richer and higher and deeper presence. That is for sure. And then a week later, they met. Uh, they, 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 uh, the Lord showed up again uh, in Jerusalem to meet with them. And after those meetings, the Lord told them to go to Galilee, right? And on some mountain in Galilee. Uh, that the Lord appointed, right? They there met with the Lord and they worshiped the Lord there. And it must be during those times, the Lord spoke to them more concerning the kingdom, the Lord. It's not recorded, but that is what happened. The Lord appeared to them again and again. And there was one time, according to 1 Corinthians, Paul said that he appeared to 500. Now that's a big, bigger meeting. 
But I don't believe the Lord appeared to them next to the temple. I doubt it. I believe it is some in some 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 wilderness or some 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 park somewhere or some mountain somewhere. He did appear to five hundred brothers. Later on, he appeared to James, James, his own brother, right in the flesh. And uh, finally, uh, at the end of the forty days, he met with them on the mount on Mount Olives. Mount Olives, close to Jerusalem, and it is there that he ascended in front of them, <clears throat> taken up into to heaven. And of course, after that, the disciples, what did they do? At least 120 of them went back to Jerusalem, and for 10 days, they gathered together, day and night, I believe, to what? To pray, continue to continue steadfastly in prayer, as the Lord has commanded to them to await the power from on high, the promise of the Father. And that is the outpouring of Christ as the economical spirit for them to what? For them to be those witnesses who can carry out the Lord's commission. So there you have it. There you have it. So I hope that you can go and read these chapters and pray over these chapters and consider them uh, in light of our speaking in this weekend. Now, in those meetings, in those meetings, brotherly sort of summarize it in this beautiful way uh, and gave us the principles, a a principle that is our meeting, the church meetings, uh, the the, the, our meetings, A, with the resurrected Christ, and B, for the ascended Christ. Now, this is a this is a deep principle, and I've been thinking about it this afternoon, even before I spoke. Uh, beyond what Brother Lee shared, I said, this is an eye-opener, really an eye-opener. <clears throat> with the resurrected Christ, for the ascended Christ. Now, even before I read over this outline with you, um, I would like to just kind of just jump ahead of the outline and say this. This just opened a veil, opened the curtains for me. You know, what is the emphasis, the stress, the main point in our meeting with the resurrected Christ, <clears throat> I tell you, that kind of meeting with the resurrected Christ is for the ministry, the ministry of life, for the dispensing of grace. This is what we do when we meet. This is the first thing we need in our meetings, and that is for life, which is Christ, for Christ to be minister, for life to be dispensed, for grace to be what? To be transmitted. You know, the love of God, the grace of Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. That is the divine transmission. That is the what? Dispensing of the divine um, uh, trinity. <clears throat> that that occurs, that dispensing occur when we meet with this resurrected Christ 
This is what it means to meet with the resurrected Christ, that we would receive what? Something from this one, who is now today the life-giving spirit, the life-dispensing spirit. So this is the first thing. This is to meet with the resurrected Christ. Then what about, what is the stress? What is the point of meeting for the ascended Christ? Think about it. Well, let me tell you. The ascended Christ today is in the heavens, right? He's the ascended one. Let me tell you, he's ascended not doing nothing, sitting on the throne for 2,000 years. I tell you, in these 2,000 years, this ascended one has been most busy, carrying out his heavenly ministry, not earthly. The earthly is accomplished, but his heavenly ministry as the Lord, as the leader, as the king, as the God's administrator, as the one, the lion lamb, who what? Who execute the divine economy, God's divine economy, as what? The intercessor, as the great high priest, as the heavenly minister. He is as the what? As the great shepherd of the sheep. He is there fulfilling his own prophecy, I will build my church. So the church is all that is on the heart of this heavenly ascended Christ. So to meet for the ascended Christ simply means the meetings that is for the building up of the church. For the exercise of the gifts that this, what, this ascended one has given to his body. You know, if you go read the book of Revelation, right, you will see this in chapter 4, that Christ has ascended to heavens and has captured, make captivity captive, and then what, and have a train of vanquished foes, and he would also give gifts to men, and these gifts are to what, perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So the point is, the meetings for the ascended Christ is for this. It's for the church building. It's for the um, um, the uh, the um, um, work of the ministry. It is for the exercise of the gifts, all right, of our gifts, for the building up of the body of Christ. These two things, these two things, the ministering of life of Christ and the building up of the body is God's economy today. There you have it. And for this, we meet. And we meet for the first one with the resurrected Christ as the life-dispensing one. And two, with the ascended Christ as the gift-giving one. And as the church builder. So, brothers and sisters, I hope your mind would be renewed to see the church meetings in a new way. You know, when we come to break bread, right, 
to break bread. Actually, that is, you know, it has become this thing called mass, you know, in the Catholic Church. It's nothing of that sort. It is the, the today some kind of holy communion in, in where you show show up a year during Christmas or something like that. No, no, no. <clears throat> um, it is the Lord charges to remember him. It's a time of remembrance. I would even say it's not a meeting in that sense. We gather, but it's not a Lord's table meeting. I don't like that word. I like just to say the Lord's table, the Lord's supper. We gather to remember the Lord, all right? Not to go through some motions, not not just to have a what I call a sing-along, hymn after hymn, with hardly any praise. No, we gather to remember him as he has taught us to do. And there, in eating the bread, in drinking the cup, we enjoy him, don't we? <clears throat> the crucified one, we remember him, um, and through his blood, uh, uh, um, uh, effected the new covenant, established a new covenant. And with his broken body, release the blood and the water, right? This is for not only our redemption, but for life impartation. It was his life-releasing death on the cross. And we're there to remember that. And not only remember that, we're there to enjoy this crucified and resurrected one. And my, when you have a me a, a, a time, an occasion like that, you just go away satisfied, supplied. Am I right? Uh, graced and, 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 and cared for and shepherded. Isn't that something every week we would have an occasion to do that, for example? Now, many of the churches after that, we would have the prophesying meeting. Let me tell you, the prophesying meeting is what is in the principle of meeting for the ascended Christ. Of course, there's still the ministry of life there, the ministering of Christ there. But there, we would all exercise what the Lord has given to us, to speak forth Christ. Am I right? To speak Christ and to speak for Christ. For what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, for the building up of the church, his body. You see this? How about the prayer meeting? My goodness, the prayer meeting is absolutely for the ascended Christ. We are the church below one with the intercessor above. The earth is joined to the heavens. The church is one with the throne. We are here to pray the prayer of this age, to execute the heavenly will and desire. His kingdom would come. His will will be done. His name would be glorified. Brothers and sisters, this is the prayer meeting. The prayer meeting is a meeting for the ascended Christ. You may have a group meeting a small meeting in your home. That may be, again, a meeting with the resurrected Christ, full of his enjoyment, full of his presence, full of his, what? Life supply, and so on. Drinking the the, the, the river, eating the tree, right? The tree of life and the river of life, 
This, this is for our sustenance. The first kind of meeting is for us, for our living, to, 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 to supply us to live a life one with him on the earth. The second kind of meeting is for us to what? To carry out our function, to carry out God's commission with his empowerment, to work out his purpose by our speaking, by our, if there's a gospel preaching meeting, that is absolutely for the ascended Christ to gain people for himself. And so you have these two kinds of meetings. Now, don't get into your mind and analyze, is this a meeting with the, with the resurrected Christ, or is this a meeting for the ascended Christ? You don't need to, you don't need to figure that one out. Many times you have both. But I'm just here illustrating, right, that today as the church, we have so many meetings, they primarily would uh, fulfill these two things. All right. With that, I have uh, not that much time. I'm going to just read and comment a little bit. All right. Meeting with the resurrected Christ and for the ascended Christ. Number one, we need to meet with the resurrected Christ. A, according to the record of Matthew and John, the meetings with which the Lord Jesus held with his disciples were meeting with the resurrected Christ. In those two accounts, in those two gospels, there's no ascension mentioned as if the Lord never left. And indeed, he never left. He has the spirit. That's the indwelling spirit will never leave us. He was the he is the resurrected Christ. This is Matthew and John. The resurrected Christ is the very Christ who is the life-giving spirit today. The Lord has never left us. He ascended, yes. But he is still here. Don't figure that one out. This is a mystery. In Romans, it says he is at the right hand, interceding for us. Same chapter, chapter 8. He is what? He is the spirit living within us. Isn't this a wonderful mystery? The main thing that this resurrected Christ did in this kind of meeting was to breathe into his disciples and to say to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So we gather, brothers and sisters, not to carry out some formality of meeting. We gather with the resurrected Christ to receive his breathing, to receive the Holy Spirit. When you are in this meeting in this way, whether it's prayer, whether it is we're studying the scriptures, whether we are a meeting of fellowship, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, there would be the breathing out of the Lord. There would be the breathing in of the Spirit. We would be receiving the Spirit again and again and again. They're just meetings. We all have should have experienced that you just go away. It's just you you came defeated. You go away victorious. You came uh, sick. 
you came, you walk away healed. You know, you came uh, 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 despondent and and uh, distraught, but you leave happy and joyful. What happened? The spirit was breathed into us, and peace came, and grace and peace came with that Holy Spirit. Today, this resurrected, life-giving Christ is in our spirit, living within us. So, brothers and sisters, this Christ is in our spirit. We all go to the meeting bringing this Christ, bearing this Christ with us. Christ is not going to show up physically. In the principle of incarnation today, we bring Christ. So when we pray, it is Christ praying. When we speak something, it is this Christ speaking something. When we do something, when we sing, it is Christ singing within us. You see, he's one with us. And it is by that way that we all receive the Spirit. You see this? <clears throat> we must realize, uh, where was it? Uh, <clears throat> That whenever we are as the disciples of Christ come together, we come with Jesus. Hallelujah. We bring him with us. We come to meet with the living Christ, the resurrected one. Don't forget to bring your Christ to the meeting. We must never forget that these meetings with his disciples after his resurrection were Christ's first meetings with the whole Christian church. This must be the example, indeed a pattern, right? And we must heed the principles from these meetings. The resurrected Christ who has defeated Satan, who has overcome death, um, who has overcome the grave, the one who is living forevermore, this resurrected one, the one who has regenerated us, the one who is today organically saving us. This one is present with us as the resurrection. Even he is called the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. And he is in us as this spirit. And when we meet, we must meet with this spirit with the presence of this resurrected Christ. The proper way to meet is to realize the presence of the living Christ. His presence, this is an important word, the presence of this living Christ. I remember my message in this recent training about the importance of the presence, the presence of the Lord. Moses say, if your presence won't go with us, we won't go. The presence of the living Christ, even the manifestation of this living Christ, is not just something physical, but it is sensible and it is real. There are some meetings, the Lord is there, but you don't sense he is so manifested. It's not so rich. It's not so strong. But there are some meetings, his presence is so thick, so powerful, so real. The way to meet is to meet, is to what? 
is to meet to touch, realize, experience his presence. Matthew 28, Mark 14, Luke 424, John 2021, and Acts 1 are a full record of a kind of portrait revealing the presence of the resurrected Christ, showing how living he is and how he is with us all the time. If we're alone, I love this. I love this next line, a point. If we're alone, he is with us. If we are two or three, he is with us. If we're seeking and loving him, he is with us. If we are one who has failed, he is also with us at the Sea of Tiberias. When we are conscious of his presence, he is with us. When we are not conscious of his presence, he is more with us. Oh, brothers and sisters, he is the Emmanuel. He is with us. Let us not have a meeting without his presence. It doesn't have to be that way. Three, we should never forget this one verse. Behold, I am with you all the days. He's always with us. If we would have a proper meeting, a living meeting, it must not be something religious, not something of teaching or of keeping certain forms and rituals. The proper meeting of Christians is to meet with the resurrected Christ who is so living within us. For this reason, we need practical daily experiences of such a living one. If I come to the meeting with this living one, I'm full of experience of this living one because I live by him. I live one with him during the day. And you too, and he and she, we all like this. I tell you, this living, this meeting will have the presence of the resurrected Christ. All right. And number two, we need to meet for the ascended Christ. One is with, the other is for. For the ascended Christ. A, the Gospels of Mark and Luke and the book of Acts. These other three books show us meetings for the ascended Christ. These three books tell us clearly that the resurrected Christ who met with his disciples after his resurrection ascended to the heavens. While he was holding one of the meetings with his own, he ascended before them. I remember in the early days, having heard such a word, we were looking at each other and we all have the same thing in our mind. And that is, is it possible in one of our church meetings, right? We will see the Lord come back, not go up. He went up already, but he said he will come back in the same way, right? Of course, we know that he will physically appear in Mount Olivet, but the feeling, the sensation is this, that the Lord would come as we meet, as we meet, right? Two, this is not a kind of teaching or information. This is a kind of sightseeing. Something happened, something visionary, something unbelievable, something mysterious, something yet so real took place. The Lord ascended, physically ascended in front of them. 
Before the disciples met with the resurrected Christ, now they met for the ascended Christ after that event. To meet with Christ, we need to breathe in Christ as life. But to meet for Christ, we need the rushing violent wind to blow upon us. And that would happen 10 days hence at Pentecost. For to meet for the ascended Christ, we need power to demonstrate that the one whom we serve is now in the heavens and has been made Lord and Christ. This is the second kind of Christian meeting. Surely, surely this happens for the, in the rest of the book of Acts. They were not only meeting with the resurrected Christ, they were meeting for the ascended Christ. Remember in chapter 4, the persecuted church of Jerusalem came together, and with one voice they pray, and the earth shook, and they were filled with boldness to speak the word of God. That kind of gathering is surely for the ascended Christ. The big difference between meeting with the resurrected Christ and meeting for the ascended Christ is that we meet with the resurrected Christ mainly for our enjoyment, but we meet for the ascended Christ for the building up of the church. Our meeting with the resurrected Christ as the life-giving spirit is mainly for breathing him in that we may partake of something of him. My, I hope we will go to the meeting breathing. When we are all in a meeting breathing, I tell you, I tell you, the Lord would be breathing. And sometimes when we do much deep breathing together, there would not only even just be breath present, I'll tell you, there would even be a wind. Have you had that experience? You know, in some prayer meeting, we pray so powerfully, so earnestly, We not only sense the air from the Lord, the breath from the Lord, we actually sense the empowering wind from the Lord. That is the spirit coming upon us. Our meeting with the resurrected, uh, okay, two. However, to meet together is not just a matter of enjoying Christ, but also a matter of functioning so that the church may be built up. Dear saints, when you come to a meeting and just sit there, you are not. You may be meeting with the resurrected Christ, but for sure you are not meeting for the ascended Christ. To meet for the ascended Christ, we need to function as his members, so that the church can be built up. We need to speak. We need to pray. We need to praise. We need to sing. We need to exhort. We need to admonish. We need to do so many things. We need to prophesy. This is what will build up the church for the ascended Christ. By his ascension, Christ has received the gifts, and he has given the gifts to his church for the building up of his body. I mentioned this already. Resurrection is for life, but the ascension is for the gifts. Meeting with the resurrected Christ is for our personal breathing, eating, and satisfaction. But for the perfecting of the saints, for the building up of the body, we need to meet for the ascended Christ. Our church meeting should have these two elements. We meet for the ascended Christ in faith. In faith. 
To meet with the resurrected Christ, we may have some feeling, but to meet with the ascended Christ, we need not feeling, but the exercise of faith. We need to claim the baptism of the Holy Spirit in faith. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was once for all accomplished on the day of Pentecost. It is not for any individual believer, but has been accomplished for the body of Christ, the church. You know, these two aspects of the Spirit, the coming of the Spirit, one essentially, one economically, one for our living, the other for our ministry and work, is something that we need to know and study. But anyway, here is the second aspect, and that is the accomplished fact on the day of Pentecost where the Spirit has been poured out, the Spirit has descended upon his believers. On resurrection night, it was the breath, the Spirit that is breathed into the Lord's believers and disciples. On the day of Pentecost, it is the Spirit poured out, the same Spirit, a different aspect, poured out upon his believers as a mighty wind to empower and to strengthen the believers for their service, for their work, for their ministry. Now, since we have all been baptized into the church, the body, we have the position to believe that what was accomplished for the church on the day of Pentecost is for us. Therefore, we may claim it, take it, and apply it by living faith. Don't trust your feeling. Many times in the meetings, don't go by your feeling. You go by your feeling, you will not do anything. But by faith, claim the Spirit. By faith, take the Spirit. By faith, apply the Spirit to do something for the Lord. We need to exercise the Spirit of faith. We need to be fully released in the exercise of our Spirit, the exercise of our faith, to realize the power, authority, headship, and lordship of the ascended Christ requires the exercise of living faith in our spirit. From time to time, some of us have to preach the gospel to many unbelievers in a gospel meeting. At that time, we cannot trust in our feelings. We must exercise full faith and to claim the the baptism of the spirit and to speak with authority the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is what? To fulfill our commission to what? To save men for the Lord himself. All right, I will not get into the the last point. Uh, You can read that and we can maybe say something about that later on, about having to pay a price for the meeting life. I stop here. Brother David, back to you.